Hi, welcome to Email Phone. This is Dylan Harkin, and we're going to get into all the tea, all the shade, and all the things that are okay with Survivor. Episode 8. Well, so last week, Jack went home. And then, in the beginning of the episode, we arrive at the beach. At Lyro Beach, at least, for the time being. Um, there's a lot of commotion, a lot of people rolling up, a lot of people just... Very on edge, Jamal kind of on edge, um, Nora, Kelly, Janet, they're all just like kind of freaking, and Janet and Jamal were kind of just like, who flipped? Who is a flipper and got rid of Jack to save Dean? Like, you know, Dean was the main target apparently, and you know, it, it was interesting. And it comes out, Nora's just like, well, I was told to vote. I was told to vote Jack at the last minute. But, you know, that's what I was told to do, and I did it. And everyone's just like, who told you to do that? And then Nora's just like, I was sworn in secrecy. I can't say. Respect, loyalty. And then Janet's just like, Kelly. I mean, no, no, I mean, Janet was like, Nora. And Jamal's like, Nora. For freaking forgive me, I will make sure you vote it out next if you don't. And she's like, okay, okay, it was Kelly. And then Kelly's like, Nora. And then she's like, Kelly, Kelly, don't even speak my freaking name. I'm like, no. Like, Nora, you're dead to me, basically. I'm like, oh. I was like, dang. And I took aside Janet and Jamal and, like, talked to them and sobbed. And it was like, I didn't speak to Nora before the vote. How I wasn't even alone with her today. And she cuts to her like, oh, God, that's true. Fucking Nora almost ruined my game, but, you know, it's fine. They believe me. Janet's like, oh, I believe you, honey. Don't worry. Jamal's just like, yeah, I believe you. I believe you. With a grain of salt. Salt bay emoji. You know, like, Jamal's kind of, like, sketched. I'd be sketched too. I mean, it's fucking like sh Kelly's like great, and like that was sketchy of her. And like Kelly, I mean Nora called out Kelly's game, so yeah. Oh, and then literally at the morning, Kelly goes on an idol hunt. Kelly's walking around looking in crevices, but. She finds it under a tree branch hidden in the sand. Reach back there, there's an aisle, and Kelly's like, Thank the Lord, I am safe. And then literally an hour later, Jamal reads a note, and that's like, The merge is happening. Oh my God, the merge. Everyone's like, My merge, oh my God, we're packing up, we're going to the merge. And I'm like, I'm like, Woo. We finally get to hear from Aaron, Tommy, and Lauren. Yes. Because, like, they were like, oh, Dan, I feel like Vokai, I don't really know, and, like, I know all about Lyro. Like, I'm more in with the Lyro characters than I am the Vokai characters, so I was a little excited to get more perspective. Boy, well, I turn out to be wrong in the next, in the next 30 minutes of talking about how I feel about them Vokai characters, Vokai 2.0 characters. Some of them bother me to fuck. But, you know. Um, they moved to the Vokai Beach. Which, I always wondered, how did they pick the beach? Do they, like, is it because that Lyros wasn't well done? Or is that dwindling in numbers and it's just easier for them to pack up all their stuff? Because, like, they don't have as much and, like, Lyros and Vokai has a little more. Is that what it is? I've always wondered that. Um, but Dan wants... When we get there, we see the merch feast. Dan starts talking to Janet. It's like, I want to reconvene with Janet, with you and Kelly, Janet. Like, I want to make sure that we have the numbers. Like, you know, I've always wanted to work with you two. You two are one of my favorite allies. Well, Janet's like, yeah, yeah, no, great. And then Janet's just like, yeah, yeah, no, that's great. But can we add Jamal to the alliance? And Dan's like, why the hell do I want to add Jamal? I don't know Jamal. Jamal is another liability. I mean, 
We're working. We're working on getting rid of numbers, not adding numbers. Like Jesus, like Jesus, Janet. I mean, it it should be a seven. It should be a seven to six vote. So I mean, I mean, a eight to five technically. So. And then um, and then like Kelly and Janet were talking with Tommy about this, and they were just like. Well, Tommy comes over and it's just like, well, we were thinking of adding you to our group of the Bokai and want to talk about it. And then Kelly, a strong-willed woman, very sweet woman, I feel like outside of the game, strong-willed woman in the game, shed light on the flaw that, um, that the flaw in the plan with Tommy is like, well, we're still on the bottom of the alliance. We're not going to be at the top like you, Lauren... Dan, Elaine, like, we're not going to be like you guys. We're going to be at the bottom, and you're just going to pick us off. Raph, right you pick off for friends and our alliance members. You're going to pick us off, because why? We're not going to be able to infiltrate if you're so strong. It just reminds me of the Malolo tribe. From Ghost Island. And then we transition into, um, and then we have, um, and then we transition into Tommy asking Janet and Kelly, who do you want to go? Janet says Missy first, which is notable to point out is that Janet said it first. I think that's notable to point out for later down the road. It's going to be very notice. It's going to be very notable. And then Kelly says Missy. Tommy wants Dina, but Dean's not a threat because Dean's goes at the bottom of the last tribal photo saying like you can use Dean. Like saying you should use Dean and we can use him for a vote, get rid of Jamal and Nora and Karishma, and we'll work our way up. But Nora's not really looking like a threat at this point in the game. Like Nora's crazy and she's like one of those people that they could drag along and you know be like, she's crazy, she's this season's Debbie, like no one fucking wants her. Which is what I think. And Chris was challenge heavy. Challenge weak. Except in these late challenges, I was impressed with her. I was like, damn girl, it's a Karishma. Actually stepping up when it comes to individual. Like, you care. I was like, girl, you were very close some of these times. I was like, girl, come, come through. Um, But yeah. But now Tommy's worried that maybe Kelly's a threat. Which is true. Kelly is a fucking threat. There's going to be some mudslinging soon. And I'm excited for that. I can already tell that Kelly's already thinking about many other possible opportunities. Missy brought up Dan and... Missy brought up Dan because they were walking on the beach and Missy's like, I'm going to talk to Kelly because me and Kelly just bonded while we were here. And she's one of the people from Vokai, I mean, Lyra, that I think I can work with. And I'm like, I'm like, Missy, you, I'm like, go for Kelly because that's a good move on Kelly's part. But I'm like, Missy, Kelly's just using you. Get out of there, girl. Missy's just, you, Kelly's just using you. Don't. Kelly's just using you, Missy. No. No, Missy, get out of there. Promo for Kelly, though, to use Missy, though. Like, damn. Promo for Kelly. Missy, I felt bad for because I was like, girl. And they recanted. And then, um, about, and then they, Kelly brought up the whole. Missy brought it first, which I thought was interesting. A lot of people don't talk about this on the forums or the or the recapping. Missy brought up the damn thing first in the episode. If you go back and rewatch it, Missy brought up first and talked about how she was uncomfortable with Dan as a starting point, and then Kelly started talking about it. Maybe Kelly had brought it up first, or you know something, or maybe. Or maybe Missy was just bringing it up, like, it was a little weird, like, just something, no, like, I'm not as, like, but Kelly got really disturbed by it, and she got emotionally chopped up. Which, in my personal opinion, I think it should have been addressed in a different way. I'm glad it's brought up, 
But it could have been handled a lot better than how it was the whole situation that's going to be spiraling the rest of this episode and the next episode. It was handled such a bad way. People are now painted as victims, and I feel like that some people's gameplay is now wrecked. And there's going to be a lot of people on Survivor in this season are going to be looked as horrible monsters because of it. And, like, I'm mad at some of the Survivor cast for 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 not treating this like an issue. That the Lyro people seem to be treating this like an actual issue and the Vokai are... It, I feel like a lot of the Vokai are still, like, paranoid that it was... That it was paranoid that was created by Kelly as a game move and not out of actual concern. And the rest of the Lyro believe that Kelly created out of concern. And Kelly created out of concern. It was just spun in a different way because... Because there was a whole different plan. And then the plan was put on Dan at last minute and everyone got concerned because it was a different plan. I think that's what happened. People got worried that there was a different plan out there to get rid of Missy. As we find out, she upset. She speaks up about the survivor thing to the cast and crew about how Dan was touching her hair. Um, and then Lauren and then Lauren and Tommy talk about Kelly being a threat. Well, Kelly tells Janet about Dan. Kelly gets a little upset. Like, oh, like that many people have come up to her. Janet is so sweet about it. She's like, oh, yeah, Kelly, if you really need to talk about it, you should talk to someone about it. Don't let this brush by. Like, I'll talk to Dan, you know, I'll keep my eye out. Like, I'm like, Janet is so sweet. Like, Janet's worked in environments with women and, like, HR. And, like, she's tried to, like, make sure that nothing like this happens. She's like a boss. And, like, she's a mother. She's so sweet. And I was just sad to watch her name get dragged through the mud these next two episodes. Like, personally, her character gets attacked a lot. And I feel like what she was doing in this situation was shitty. What she was what she was put through in these situations was shitty. And how she had to go about some of the things in order to reclaim her name was shitty. Due to other people's action and mudslinging. I don't care for it. So it really left me with a distaste for certain Vokai members. And this episode... It's not really going to ruin the season for me. Because I feel like the season can still redeem itself. It's just this season... I feel like it's, we're, I'm seeing a lot of realness to these characters, which I enjoy. I was watching the Survivor Specialist. And they were talking about that this season invokes a lot of realness. Like real world issues. And a lot more like... You get a more vulnerable sense like... Uh, reality check to these characters and that they are facing real issues and that they have um, a human reality quality to them. That like this issue can happen to anyone and that it doesn't get misconstrued out in the real world. And you do get a more human sense than just actual gameplay. You get more, you get to see the human characteristics behind the eyes, how people actually handle this. It, the reality sense, it's just refreshing to see a little bit more of that in these characters and brought into the game. So I agree with Alex and Phil on that. Oh, Alexa and Phil, sorry, not Alex. Ooh, I love how she's going to hear that if she ever sees this. Um, so yeah, back to earlier statement. Elizabeth, Missy goes up to Elizabeth and it's just like, Elizabeth, like, we're, Janet's going to go talk to Dan. Kelly's going to bring up Dan. I mean, the girls are bringing up Dan, and they were, and Krishma might be on board. We don't know yet. Nora might be on board. We don't know yet. Like, we're just saying that this was stopped through the great... I'm... Elizabeth, you should go up to Kelly and play up that you're uncomfortable. And then, and then, and then Elizabeth plays up how she's uncomfortable, and Dan makes her... How uncomfortable Dan makes her to get Dan out. Which, which, this is where this starts to become an issue. I don't think it was Missy that ultimately started. I think Missy was just like, play up that you're uncomfortable. Maybe it might lower Kelly down. Like, Kelly says that Dan's an issue. Which, I think it was bad of Missy to say that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. From a game point, it makes sense to play upon the already pressing issue. A little. But the way that Elizabeth, Elizabeth played too much into this and I hate Missy kind of annoys me about that. That's what started me about Missy. But I think Millie tries to be humble because her name is being dragged through the mud by Kelly. 
that Elizabeth is just like, that Missy's like goes up to Elizabeth and it's just like, they're voting Dan. They want to vote Dan. Dan's been making me uncomfortable. Why don't you go tell Kelly how uncomfortable? And like, and then Elizabeth's like, yeah, I'll play up that Dan's making me uncomfortable. I was not that uncomfortable by Dan, but I'll play it up. And that's what pissed me off about Elizabeth. Is she stood there and took the fucking side. She like, she literally lied to Kelly about it and said, and then made this whole thing come up. If Elizabeth would have been like, I went to Kelly and I want to get off her back. And I said that you were doing thing and spiraled us because Elizabeth is the catalyst, in my opinion, for this whole mess of an episode that went down. Not Kelly. I think Missy kind of is, though. Missy talked about it, but Elizabeth, for turning this into a game perspective, it's Elizabeth. And I was fucking angry the entire time watching Elizabeth speak to Kelly and then not the. And then not even try to defend Kelly or try to bring it up for her own gameplay. You know, it pisses me off and shows me how shitty her character is and how no moral value she has. It's like she didn't care about the other people's names that are being dragged through, but only her. And she tried to protect Dan's name, but literally you said you felt uncomfortable with Dan, so really you don't care about Dan. You only care about yourself. And that what showed me how shitty of a character she has and it made me dislike her. Hopefully next episode she can try to do something to redeem her character, but right now she's on. They're nice, in my opinion, and I will not respect her. I mean, I will respect her as a person, but I will respect her on a on an equality level that she deserves the rights and res, the rights and fair treatment. But I will not respect her humanness to go out of her way to treat other people the way she treats other people. She does not treat people the way I would want to be treated, and I do not respect that, and that made me look of her less as a, less of a person. Um, yeah, um, so Lauren kind of spills the tea to Missy that Kelly kind of wants her out, that she heard that through the grapevine, because Missy, because Tommy told Lauren, because Tommy tells everything, because Tommy's kind of a bitch that way. Lauren over here, Lauren goes to Missy and she's just like, and like, you better win immunity. And then, and then I was like, damn, Kelly in trouble because Kelly's out the ice with everyone. Because everyone thinks Kelly perpetuated a lie now about Dan and um Missy. And I'm just like, Kelly, wow. I'm like, this could have went a whole new turn. I just think if it wasn't Janet didn't like, I think it's bad. We don't have to brush by it, but I, but I, I, a lot of people are gonna say if Janet didn't make such a big thing about it, it wouldn't have been such a pressing issue. I don't think it would have been as pressed, in my opinion. <clears throat> in my personal opinion, I don't think it would have been as brought up by the. In my opinion, I don't think it would have been brought up as strongly. I'm glad it was brought up. We need to have brought this up because it was going to piss me off if it wasn't brought Because at first, when Elizabeth did that, I was like, and then and then Kelly's like, oh, it's Missy and not Dan. I'm like, it's Missy, not Dan. And I'm like, so you want Missy gone, but we're just putting the thing on Dan to steer Missy away. I'm like, no, no, that's bad. You're making him look like a, a harasser. When I'm like, well, she has legitimate concern about Dan, but she'd rather have Missy go home, which I understand. She has legitimate concern about Dan, but I was like, but I'm like, you painted Dan as a harasser a little bit, and you're just going to skate by that? I'm like, no, this, that's why I'm like, this absolutely shit. Kelly shouldn't have, like, went on the, like, yeah, she had problems, but, but Missy started, and like, Elizabeth shittily did that, which pissed me off. I'm like, no, no. So after commercial break, we speed up to the challenge. They have to hold up a table. Buy levers that click down, that click down and hit a peg. The peg's gonna come up and hit the and hit these and hit a ball on a perch that's sitting upon a perch. The if the if the clicks go down too far, the peg's gonna hit the ball and the ball will come off the ramp, down the table, down the ramp. And land, and the and if all three balls are gone, they're out. So there are three of them. So if three pegs come up, all three balls are gone, they're out, and they drop the table. 
So it has to be three balls are out, so you can't just keep holding on to the table. So this this happens. Yeah, hold on the longest. This happens. Norris the first one out, which it's it's I didn't really I didn't really find it interesting. I didn't really find it climactic for any character development. I was just like, Nora, we haven't really seen much of you this week. You're the first one out. I thought like Kelly should have been the first one out. Janet, Jamal, you know, Lyra, maybe, maybe Tommy or Lauren, since they've had some development. But like, no, Nora. I was like, interesting. Karishma, because Karishma's bad challenges, you know, maybe bring that up. Because, I don't know, I just think it's random that was Nora. But, you know, it's, you know what, she, she broke for not, I can't do anything about it. Others fall out, Elaine was mentioned, I haven't really heard much from Elaine, I was like, Elaine, cool. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden we're left with Jamal and Aaron left. They were holding on, Jeff was like... Only two left. You guys can do it. Another five minutes. Keep going on. Just five more minutes each time. And then keep going. And then the ball drops. He like drops the table. And then the whole thing collapses. He like his whole body collapses. On the ground. He's able to get back up. But he needed like a breath. He was just very exhausted and tired. Aaron wins. We're all grateful. First time we've ever seen Aaron actually talk. That we actually care that Aaron's spoken a word in this season at all. <clears throat> in my opinion, I could really care less that actually Aaron's spoken a word. I don't really care for Aaron. Yeah. Personally, I don't. Jamal and Nora want Dana. That was the next thing when we get back to camp. Oh, no, no. When we first get back to camp, it's Tommy and Lauren talking to Dean about Kelly. About how, um, about how Kelly is, um, is, um, they should get rid of Kelly, and Kelly's kind of manipulative, and then it cuts to Jamal and Nora, because, you know, they're the other on the outs of the Vokai, I mean, on the Vokai, Lyro, Vokairo group, Vokairo group, I'm gonna call them Vokairo for now, Vokairo group. And Jamal goes up to Nora because apparently I guess Jen had talked to Jamal and mentioned something about Dan's uncomfortableness. And Jamal's just like, I want Dan out. Oh, no, no. No, that's Ned. Jamal just came up with a plan to get out. Dan, which I'm guessing, which I'm guessing Kelly probably talked to him about Beyond the Grapevine or Tommy did Beyond the Grapevine, which is what happened. And then tells Nora, and Nora's just kind of crazily laughing, like, he, I want to, yeah, let's get on Dan. That's a proud move, Jamal. I'm like, Jamal, no, that's how you set up your game for failure, boy. We don't do that. Stop. That's not stonk. That is not stonk, Jamal. That's not stonk. I don't approve. I don't like that. No. But then, okay, so now we move in. To Jamal talking to Janet about the plan. Oh, that was something. That was... Oh my gosh, no. Just, no. We talked to Janet. About the plan. And then, um... Well, Janet's really good. And then Janet talks to Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. And, but Elizabeth's not having Janet right now about wanting to vote Dan. Because Elizabeth goes back up to Janet and, like, yeah. And then Elizabeth's, like, before the break's like, I'm writing Kelly because Kelly's spiraling all this about Dan in a negative light. And then Elaine's, like, and then Elaine tells Dan about that there's an uncomfortableness between all the girls. And then that's when Dan goes to Elaine, Elizabeth, and Missy is just, like, I'm I'm so sorry if, like, anything had to come out. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean to pressure you. This is not you. This was all spun out of control by Kelly and Janet. And I'm like, Janet was just being a voice of the people. Leave Janet alone. 
She's such a nice, kind girl. Shit, people. You're all horrible. You're all mean. But, like, some of the people didn't have all the information or weren't a part of it, like Aaron. And you only hear bits and pieces and rumors go around and it's just spun out control. I'm like, Janet, I'm so sorry. I'm going to protect you. Kelly, uh, as much as I don't want you to go, it's best that you gone, though. It's it's best for you to go, though. But Jamal wants out Dan. But, like, but it's, like, too calm up there. And Tommy hears about the Dan vote from Jamal. They, like, reconvene again. And then um, Tommy's just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I may know Kelly, but we'll see what happens tonight. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, and then Kelly's, like, all, like, super spy again. She finds a second idol. In a crevice of a tree. I was like, I don't really care. Unless that's like going to save Jamal as well. Or she's going to use one herself. Which I thought she was. I was like, I, you're going to use something. We head to tribal. And like, we all just sit there. And we're all just like talking about the basic issue. And we kind of brush it off at first. In this episode in particular. We brushed it off a little more. And I was a little upset that we brushed it off. We touched upon it. We still brushed it off. Because I think we had to get rid of Kelly in a way in order for it to, like, get resolved. <clears throat> then we had to travel. And we talked about the events that transpired. And, like, Kelly should have known when Missy barely responded to her. Because after all what was said, Kelly was just like, Missy, we still good? We, we're, we're still on for Dan? And then, and then Missy's like... Yeah. And then it was like too eerie. And I'm like, Kelly, play your idol. Like, come on, girl. Like, that's Survivor 101 right there that you're in fucking shit. But Kelly was too trusting and like thought that was a sincere. Yeah, that was not sincere. I was like, fucking like, I was like, bitch, that's not sincere. I'd have played my idol. I'd have played my idol for Krishna or Jamal. Ooh, you play it for yourself, then you play it for Dan, you're like that Missy. That's pro move. Oof. That's pro move. That's a move. That you look like a horrible bitch, but that's pro move. Okay. There are five votes for Dan and eight votes for Kelly. I'm guessing Dean voted for Kelly too? I mean... Unless Nora or Jamal voted for Kelly, but I didn't see the outro for that, so I didn't know who voted for who. So I'm not sure to give you accurate names to the numbers, so I'm not going to do that right now. I know the basics of the people, but I'm not sure which of the liar flipped, so. But I'm pretty sure it was Dean. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments if any of you watch this, but I'm pretty sure it was Dean. Now we head to the next episode because it's a two parter. We arrive on the beach. Janet felt betrayed by people. Like, she felt betrayed. Kelly's gone. No one, like, she felt betrayed. She, it wasn't even her intention to want to vote out Dan in the first place or, like, call him out on this. She wanted to get rid of Missy, which, smart move on her part. It was a smart, it would have been a smarter move to get out Missy. I would have seen that. It would have been good gameplay. It would have been a power move. Sorry, I had a burp. Dan and Janet have a combo about the weird touching, and Janet's just like, I'm sorry, Dan, if 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 it like had to happen this way, but we had to let you know what you said is not okay. And then Liz and Lauren fight with Janet because they were called over there, and, and he tries to apologize. And then Janet's just like, Janet, you're trying to call shit. Stop this. Like, you know, we never said this. And then Dan apologized to Missy and Elizabeth. It felt genuine. And Elizabeth is a snake. That's what I wrote. Elizabeth, like, literally just sitting there like, I never said that. I never said shit. And then Janet talks to Dan. And she, like, reacts. And she's like... And she goes over. She's like, Dan. Dan, we okay? And then Dan's like, we have a problem. Apparently, Elizabeth and Missy say that enough, that what was said didn't actually happen. And Janet's like, fuck that shit. Yeah, it did. Goes over there and is just like, you guys are lying about me clear the shit up. And he's like, did you not say 
that he made you feel uncomfortable. Over there, out on the beachfront. Did you not say that? Did you not say it? Yes, I did. Good. Did you hear that, Dan? She said that. So don't so don't believe everything you hear. And then Dan's just and then she's just like, Oh, I said that to get off her back. And I'm like, You legitimately look concerned. I'm like, that's when I realized she was more of a snake. And I want to see her game fucking end. My God, I hate Elizabeth right now. Elizabeth, if you see this, I just hate your actions within the game. I bet you're a sweet person outside of the game. And I'd love to eat some apple pie with you. Yeah. I feel like you're sweet. Like, I want a sweet tea with you. Some apple pie. To find out what conspired. Alright, we don't have to talk about game. I just want to see like, if you have any children. Maybe some baby pictures. Maybe just pictures of you as a little kid. I feel like you're a cute little girl. Okay. We clear up shit. Janet went idol hunting after... After... Aaron and Missy wake up in the morning and go idol hunting. Janet falls in, but gets lost in the woods. Because, you know, Janet's not that keen on keeping up with people. And, you know, not that, like, savvy. And, and she doesn't have good orientation. We get it. Janet finds the idol behind the tree in her center. I felt like that was set up for Janet to find it. You know, it was very scripted. Like, I felt like Janet needed to find it. Or it was edited heavily. We knew Janet was going to find the idol. You know, I felt like Janet probably looked for hours, but we only saw like five seconds. Karishma and Jamal next, and right after Janet finds her idol, finds the idol of the island's message, and Jamal goes to the island. Where, well, well, he's given a choice. He does not get his vote at, at tribal because it's a whole lesson about about too good to be true. Like, you're not supposed to grab every advantage because sometimes they just might be fake or they might cost you your win. Sometimes too good to be true and you can't... Ex Life's not handed to you. Advantages are not handed to you, which pissed me off. And it's five specialists, Phil and Alexa, brought this up to my attention about this because I didn't really realize that was the message that I was supposed to be getting until I heard from them. And then I rewatched the episode again with a little more context on what they were saying. And I totally agree with them. That kind of pissed me off. Because if I was in Jamal's situation, I would have grabbed it. And Christmas situation, she wanted to grab it. Grabbed it and would have went to the idol thinking, I'm going to get an advantage of some sort. Someone's going to help me or maybe something good's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because people keep talking about challenges and like shit like that. And like, so I'm just like, okay, maybe something good's going to come out of it. But no. But no, maybe we aren't. And it really pissed me off. So, um, we're there. We're there that we're not allowed to get every advantage that we see. But, you know, okay. But in Ghost Island, they have the chance to get advantages. They're, you're, they're rewarded and everyone loves it. But Robin Sandra, the two people who'd get any advantage they could, I feel like this was scripted a little bit to make sure so fans would stop yelling about there are too many idols and too many advantages kind of shit in the game. And that next season, it's more about the strategy. I feel like it's a whole set for next season, not being too many advantages and idols. And that next season's going to be a little more old school type. I could totally see that. Being a setup for that. Then... Then, we're, then we go to the Island of the Idols. Rob and Sandra have that shtick of, with Jamal. And Jamal gets a, ch gets a choice, though, to win an idol. He has to create a fake idol and give it to someone else to make sure that he's in the game, to maintain his safety in the game. He creates a fake advantage and hands it to Dean. Handwriting, it's a legacy advantage. But the handwriting, the story and the handwriting don't match up and very confusing and <clears throat> it just seemed too good to be true, which Dean realized in the whole other tribe life. And they were just, would Jamal actually do that to us? Even though everyone's still mad at Janet. I feel like Janet got a little less flat for that. And after all of this, it's kind of like, okay. But Jamal got a lot of flack for that. And a lot of people were unsure about him. And that's when we cut the commercial. And then we get to the, and then we get to the tribe challenge for the day. <clears throat> they're all on a pier. They're standing on like, um, they're standing on like their ledges. 
and they have ropes that they're that they're holding behind them. They have to put their hands behind them, hold onto the rope. Well, well, um, Jeff has a ship crank and he cranks it and it turns the rope and it cranks it, making their muscles pull out and they have to and they get pushed over the ledge and they look over the water. And Jeff does it more and more every five minutes, testing their body and contorting them, kind of like a rack situation, kind of like the torture device, the rack. <clears throat> Just doing that, a bunch of people fall, Aaron wins for the men, and then Missy wins for the women. I'm glad that Liz didn't win, but you know, it's good. Oh, Lauren, Lauren goes out first, saying that she can't do it, and then Dan goes out, which... Honestly, kind of made me happy that Lauren didn't get it because I feel like Lauren is symbolic that she's been a lot in this episode and then she goes out first. I thought that's kind of symbolism for the episode and how her journey is going. Like it's on a slippery slope now due to this whole situation. I don't know. <coughs> Liz is scum and I was really happy that Missy won over her. Because she had an immunity. I would have thrown up, taken a bow, epicac and thrown up. Okay, I can't be, like, that serious. Like, literally, I can't be too mad at her. Because in a gameplay situation, your mind's contorted. You don't get a lot of information. I mean... I mean... I mean, she didn't know the whole severity. And, like, Elizabeth thought that Kelly's probably trying to make it up. So, you know, I get it. I don't totally get it. But I, I'm trying to see from the point of view. It's really hard, but I'm trying to. And then we go to Tribal... And Jamal gives us, we basically hear that um, it's basically going to be about Jamal and then, um, and that Janet, and that Janet's going to have some thinking to do <clears throat> because they tell, because Tommy goes up and tells Janet that's not her and to vote Jamal and, and that they're going to try to split the vote between Krishma and Jamal earlier and then at at Tribal, Jamal gives a speech about, because Jeff's like, we're not escaping past the issue, Dan. Because Dan's like, we're not getting past the issue. And because Dan, like, tries to defend himself, and he's like, I don't want to feel like we're brushing by it. Because Jeff's like, this is a serious issue, and I don't want to feel like we're brushing by it. You are, you are doing what you can, but everyone else, I feel like Jeff wasn't mad at Dan. He's more mad at everyone else in the Vokai tribe. For kind of treating this like a joke and not wanting to take this seriously. While the love of Lyra were kind of treating this as a more severe thing. Dan, Jamal makes a speech about how women should be empowered. And how women's voices aren't recognized. And how sometimes women won't want to come forward. Because the men are always going to try to shut them down and not treat this seriously. And then Dan makes a speech about how, um, every, about how from a game point of view this has been twisted. And how he doesn't like that his name was thrown into it. And how if Kelly had a legitimate issue, he should have came to her, him first, and then said something to the cast if she felt really in danger. And the rest of the cast built their spiel. And then Lauren gave Lauren gave a speech about how no one hates you, Janet. And Lauren gave a speech about the same thing basically Dan did. And Janet's like, I want to quit if, if people are going to hate me and, you know, kind of drag me down with, with all this because... I was doing what I thought was right. And then Jeff, like, Janet, let me clear it up to everyone. Janet did what she thought was right. But the rest of you took this as a game manipulation because Kelly, because Janet was associated with Kelly. And, you know, Kelly was trying to throw Missy under the bus. And um, things got twisted. Elizabeth got up in there. And, like, Janet thought there was legitimate concern for health. And Janet did what, so let's try to laugh, Janet. And then Janet's like, I just don't want to feel hated and ostracized and, like, and, like, everyone treat me like a monster after this. And I'm like, no, no one should. That'd be shitty if they did. I'd be really pissed. No one should be treating this like that. And that'd anger me if it was ever felt otherwise. I'd be really upset. And then Jeff's like, Janet, do you still want to stay? And Janet's like, yeah. And then they all go and vote. Janet plays her idol for herself. When Jeff asked, you have any idols? Which I thought was good in her part. Like, you know, she didn't feel safe. Like, she was worried if, like, you know, loose, loose lips sink ships. Like, can you trust anyone? <clears throat> Jamal didn't have a vote, which kind of sucks. But, you know, 
could have been for Krishna, you know. But Jamal ultimately goes home. Which wraps up the episode. And now, I have some power rankings. Of people I think are doing well. Right now, I think... I think Nora is in a perfect game mode right now. Nora's skating by. No one has to question her as a threat. She's fine. And she's doing really well. No, she has not been mentioned in the last two episodes. She's fine. We're all good. Second is Dean. Now, the reason I say... Now, the reason Nora and Dean are higher above Lauren and Tommy, which a lot of people think are safe, which a lot of people think are like MVPs of this episode. I think Nora is first due to the fact that she wasn't brought up as much as episode. But when she but when she was shown, it like it was it was for her tribe. She was still on the raw end of things, but still like she managed to skate by. I think Dean being accepted by the Vokai and the Vokai kind of telling him what to do, Lauren and Tommy telling him what to do, and then Dean flipping on Kelly. And Dean kind of just, you know, taking in what's going on and being accepted is a pro move. And that shows that Dean's adaptability and likableness. <laughs> but the fact they got the thing from Jamal really paying the target the back and that he caught the deception early on really showed me some strength and some pro moveness on his part. Up next on my chart, I think it's going to be, I think, Tommy for now. Tommy's next, and I think it's Tommy because um, Tommy was the kind of the catalyst of talking back and forth between a lot of characters between these two episodes. You know, making sure stories were correct. You know, talking about votes, like make sure what was going on was actually going on. And I just want you know to let you know, like this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Like you know, this is how I feel, and all that. Like just you know wanting to know what's going on. And he's actually a top contender in these games. And I thought it was good. Like, damn. Aaron is the next one. He's won two immunity challenges. He's doing well. He's skating by. He said some questionable things at the tribal. At the second tribal that really bothered me about, like, that, that he only got bits and pieces, and he knows exactly what happened, though. Even though he only got bits and pieces, that really disturbed me. But I still think he's going to skate by. He's a strong threat. Maybe next episode something might happen to him, but I think he might be safe the next episode. Maybe the episode after that, I might change my power rankings on him. But from what I see so far, I don't think he's a problem. Elaine, Elaine, barely there, didn't really see much of her, didn't really care, you know, she barely spoke, and when she did speak, was it pertinent? Not really. I don't know, I just think Nora's more, like, Elaine's safe, but, like, she was middle of the pack, and, like, I don't know, Nora just is at top for me. Due to the fact that she's, like, she's at the top of the bottom. And that's why I feel like she's at the top, besides Dean. Dean's on the Vokai truck, but I feel like Nora is, like, getting under credit and under edited for a lot of this shit. And Nora, for the whole thing with Kelly, really did not pay a target on her back. It really made me like her, like, it made me kind of dislike her that she'd sell her friends, but at the same time, like... Like, it kind of created more um, genuine trust between Jamal and um, and Janet. So, I feel like that's a pro move right there. Solidifying bonds on our own tribe before moving over is kind of key. Elaine, you know, not there. Didn't really care. Nothing really pertinent was said from Elaine tonight. Comment if I'm wrong and Elaine said something mind-blowing tonight. But I don't think she said anything spectacular and, like, quote-worthy that I need to mention, guys. If she did, I'm sorry, and you can all fight me in the comments. Six? Eh. No. 
I'm gonna go with Elizabeth. I was debating between two rankings, okay? I'm putting Elizabeth here. Yes, she's Snake and I hate her character and I think she's personally flawed, but I don't think she's gonna escape by. She's around the same tier as Elaine, you know, not nothing bad, we're fine. It's whoop-de-doo, you know what I mean? I guess. She's in a good place. I think she's a catalyst, and I think her game might blow up next episode, but, you know, I still think there are a lot of worse people. I know. At seven, I put Dan. Now, I have Dan here because Dan, he's at the lower end of the spectrum because this hurts his credibility and his game. And on the outside, people can hate him in general and think he's a villain. I don't think he's a villain. I think it was all misconstrued in a way. Yes, it wasn't right for him to be inappropriately touching, but I feel like they could handle this much better way. And I'm giving Dan a little higher because I, I don't feel guilty or bad. I just feel like... His gameplay and him trying to, you know, get rid of Kelly was a nice move on his part. And talking to Tommy about it was good. And, he, and, you know, him trying to actually feel genuinely sorry about it. And him wanting to actually talk about it, not brush it on the rug. He's actually key and I like it. It just felt genuine and sympathetic from him. Unlike some of the other characters who it felt didn't feel genuine. And it just felt like they're trying to sweep another rug on the Grokai tribe and I like it. Here we have Lauren, and Lauren goes here. It's just, ugh. Well, Missy's nine, okay? And they are interchangeable, okay? They're interchangeable. Lauren and Missy are interchangeable at eight and nine. Lauren, I, I just feel like she has a ton of pain in her back. She lost the challenge. She's showing weaker signs of, like, not wanting to be there. I feel like the paranoia is getting to her. She's going to blow up her game next episode. Tommy's going to distrust her. Lauren's going to side with someone. It's going to be a bloodbath. I just think Lauren's going to do something next episode to discredit her game. And she's going to go out, and I don't enjoy it. And I feel like the way the editing's being happening on Lauren is showing that, she's, that something's going to happen with her soon. And that's why I'm ranking her lowest due to editing, primarily. Personal gameplay, I think she's good, but I think editing-wise, something's going to happen to her. Missy, same. She has target on her back. People are talking about her. She's already been thrown up once. What does it mean she can't be thrown up again? Now that the whole Dan issue is resolved, Dan can look at Missy and be like, maybe there is truth to this. Maybe Missy should go out. And everyone else can start to see it, too. And maybe they might band together. Nora might get something, you know... We might see an ultimate item play. I want to see a blind side. It'd be nice and refreshing for once. You know what I mean? It'd be very refreshing. A lot of people are going to disagree with me and think, Oh, Karishma. She should be... Uh, Karishma? Oh my god. My queen should be higher. Like... Karishma literally didn't do anything this episode. She was semi-decent challenges, which I was impressed by. I was like, girl, you actually cut out. Good. But Karishma still didn't win. She's on the low end of the tribe. She poor performance in challenges. She didn't even try to help the pot. When she did say something in trouble, it wasn't as pertinent. And, like, yeah, she gets support from Janet. But, like, you know, I feel Karishma would flip in a second. You know what I mean? And I just feel like Christmas still getting a lot of flack from the Vokai. She's not going to get anywhere else. 
her own trimates are gonna flip would flip on her a second. I just feel like she's at the bottom right now. And I feel like she might be the next one to go since Jamal's not there anymore. She's she's the next bottom target and like it's sad. And last, I hate to say it is Janet. Just due to what happened, how her name's been dragged in the mud and misconstrued, and how this is gonna leave a taste in some of the Vokai's mouth and wanted to get her out, and there's gonna still view this as gameplay instead of her being genuine. It's gonna fuck with me, it's gonna fuck with them, and I and I don't hate it, but I think Janet's in a really bad place right now, and I wouldn't be surprised she goes next if it ain't between her and Karishma unless somehow there's a magic idol play that happens. So yeah. Nora, Dean, it's Nora, then Dean, then Tommy, then Aaron, Elaine, Elizabeth, Dan, Lauren, and Missy are basically tied, Krishna, Janet. And I feel shitty that Janet's left. I feel shitty that Janet's left. Sorry. But yeah, that's what that's what that's what's been happening, and um, well, that's how I think it's gonna happen, and um, well, you know, we're doing it well. Um, that's why I think it's been happening with Janet. Um, yeah, hopefully this finds it. Well, wait, you guys, this is Media Meltdown, and um, I'm signing off. Hopefully, um, Survivor next week does another turn, and it becomes better. And um, for Jan's case, Nora might go down. We don't know. Hopefully it just all turns around and we don't put this behind us, but we move forward and we evolve from it and learn. And um, leave a comment down in the comment section of what you guys want to hear next week. And hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Thanks for watching.